welcome to a Court of Nerds special. Uh, we've decided, because we've all been indoors for what feels like a year, uh, we're doing a silly main cast where we discuss very esoteric nerdery. Um, but first, let's talk about what, what boozening we're boozening. Uh, Greg, you just lifted something up, and I want to see what it is. What is Ooh, it? it? It is uh, one of the most influential beers that California has ever had. It is uh, Anchor Brewing's California Lager. All right. uh, it is the beer that influenced many a craft brewer in the Bay Area. Uh, our good friends over at 21st Amendment Brewing said that this is the beer that got them into brewing. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, it is It is good. Think of it I... kind of like Bell's Too Hearted. Okay. It's, it's that level of solid, delicious beer. I see that the state of California also chose to use the label as their flag. It's true. Yeah. It is very true. interesting. What higher compliment can one give? Oh, God. What a great goddamn beer. All right, Kevin, what are you uh, pouring down your throat hole? Well, I, uh, tonight, will be inviting an evil twin brewing goza. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of sours, uh, but uh, this one has watermelon, salt, and vanilla. Ooh. And it is awesome. And it's called I Actually Wish It Snowed More This Winter. Well, that's a piece of shit name. <laughs> uh, it's I, again not a huge fan of sours, but I'm I'm I got two cans of this left, and so I'm hoping to finish them during this record. <laughs> Hope we can power through it then. Um, so on one hand, you guys will be proud of me because during this pandemic, I've drank maybe three white claws out of the like seven boxes I bought for my wife. <laughs> On the on the downside, this is the fourth time because I couldn't find any beers that I wanted to drink tonight. Uh, and it's a tangerine white claw, and it's like it's like someone took Fago uh, orange pop, and they poured it half in a glass, and then they just poured tap water the other half. <laughs> and it's, I'm just drinking it to feel something inside. So, here we go. Well, Gathering of the Juggalos was canceled this year, so you might as well drink something that is close enough to Fago. True or false, that's one of the top five disappointments of our society, that that's canceled this year. Definitely true. False. Agree or disagree? Uh, so, <laughs> the topics we're talking about tonight are just dumb. Uh, imagine <laughs> that we're, you're, you're a, a middle-aged man, and you're in a room with other middle-aged men and you want to take a break from normal nerdery and you want to talk about dumb nerdery, well, you're in luck. This is your cast, both of you listening. So first off, we're going to talk about pickles. Uh, <laughs> Grant, do you like pickles? Fuck yeah, I like pickles. Uh, but we were discussing uh, just before we started recording uh, the types of pickles because we were all in agreement that dill pickle pickles are just fantastic. Like, you can't go to a deli and not get a pickle. Do you prefer, we're going to stick on the dill right now. Do mm. you like those giant ones that you get like at a deli? Or do you like the little baby dills? Uh, I'm more, I just like Spears. Spears is just like the ultimate, that's what I want with a sandwich. Don't you feel it loses some of the crispy crunch because it's been soaking in the, you know, pickle juice as it's been already pre-cut? You know, don't you want it a little bit crunchier? I don't know. I think it really depends, too, on whether or not it's a genuine dill pickle or if it is a kosher dill pickle. Mm, because I find oh. the kosher ones are just a, that little bit better. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion. They have it a little bit more of a crunch factor, a little bit, a slight bit more of kind of a salty flavor. Okay. And I they don't it. really have the turtleneck around them. And mm-hmm. uh, the side curls are just a bit much for me. <laughs> but, Kevin, are you talking yes. about, like, when you go to a deli and they have that, that big goddamn barrel of pickles and they're like, grab a picky! Yeah. I don't know, that's how I imagine people in Connecticut talk in the sandwich places. Uh, it's, it's You go to the packy to get a picky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the most New England thing I could have said. <laughs> uh, I can't even try to fake a Boston accent right now. Shoda! Um, <laughs> my oh, my son. And get us some pickles. Dude, my son is now saying wicked. Uh, off tangent. But he is, like, we were playing Smash Brothers just like had to have been yesterday it's like i am so wicked good and i just like kind of like hold up wait <laughs> have you let him have you let him out of his room since <laughs> you're like uh, calm down ben affleck oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the problem is though since i've i've pointed it out he is now using it even more as as young boys are wont to do uh, well, because it gets a reaction out of me. I think you should lean into this and take the ultimate parrot move and make it uncool. Like you need to say it all the time. <laughs> your mom, your mom's uh, looking wicked good today, eh, Finn? Hey, oh, hey, yeah. Why don't you go uh, round up the dog over there and we we'll put him in the car and we go f- we go out to the park for some walkies. I'm telling your mom to pack her up because I'm gonna give her a smacker. <laughs> and then we'll go to the packy and get a picky. Yeah, so back to pickles. I'm st- uh, the last couple of years I've got that was a fucking great segue. You guys gotta give me that. Uh, <laughs> I love this cast. <laughs> the last couple of years I've gotten back into the the bread and butter pickle chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been a long time since I'd, I'd had them. I loved them when I was a kid, and I bought them, and they're just satisfying. Well, this this is where you're wrong. Uh, uh, it wouldn't be the act- first time. <laughs> it's actually the fact that you're stupid that you like these things because they don't <laughs> go with works. anything other than bread. And even then, it's just like they're inferior to the dill that you could already be putting on there. Like, why do you, if you're going to butter your pickle, you know, just put the butter straight on the dill pickle and then scrape it off because it's stupid. I don't really know how to reply to that. Other than that's a great YouTube comment. <laughs> you're dumb because you're stupid. Why don't you take your bread and butter pickles made out of bread butter and try and find something made out of a cucumber? Like, uh, uh, here's the thing: I they're perfectly fine, but they're only good on sandwiches, in my opinion. Like, you you can't eat you can't eat one of them straight out of the jar, you know? Oh. I grossly beg to differ. <laughs> grossly. Like, I will take a fork and I'm like, bam, bam, it's pickle time. Like, it's like, daddy, can we have some pickles? And then I'm like, no, get back in your cage. <laughs> How do you so guys it- feel about uh, <clears throat> about when you're eating a pickle that has been pickled in pepper sauce? Absolutely love it. Because those are very good. They have that I don't know if I've light- had that. Yeah, it's like a slight heat to them, but it's not a whole lot of heat. But it's a real explosion of flavor. It's it's almost just before spicy relish, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's wow. not diced or anything. So, like, take the spicy relish, but still put it in pickle form. Huh. I might have to expand my pickle palate. 
It's wicked good, brother. It's <laughs> wicked good. Have you guys tried like the other pickled uh, vegetables? I always see like the pickled asparagus, and I just look at it and look at it and think someday, someday, Grant, you're gonna be a man. I I have tried pickled asparagus, <gasps> but it has been probably about ten years. Really? Uh, yeah, it was back in Indiana, and I think I just I bought a spear of or a, you know a jar of them, mm-hmm. and they probably sat in the refrigerator for two months and i maybe ate like two of them and then i threw it away yeah yeah one else they weren't they weren't great (laughs) oh that's disappointing do pickles like do they go bad if they're in the pickle brine i imagine they just maybe they like (laughs) they pickle to the point of like causing a uh can't can't think of the word when you get cause a black hole with a black hole gun mass effect (laughs) yeah it it collapses in on itself it's a singularity of pickle yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, a dear pickle listener, supernova. <laughs> uh, stop the podcast right now. If okay. you're driving, pull over. And if you're driving, what the hell are you doing? This is quarantine. But uh, <laughs> maybe uh, they're going to get over, pickles. Uh, look in your lunchbox for the pickles and see if there is a Best Buy date, or go to your refrigerator and see if there's a Best Buy date. Uh, then yell at us and then turn us back on because we can't hear you. And uh, our next topic of importance mm-hmm. uh, is. I bought some new sweatpants today, and I was very excited about it. And when I mentioned talking about sweatpants, Greg almost, like, did a backflip. He's like, I want sweatpants on top of sweatpants. Greg, tell me your sweatpinions. Well, I have six pairs of sweatpants. Shit, Um, son. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I've, because I love sweatpants. I I have, but I have different varieties of sweatpants. And especially now, in the middle of quarantine, where I'm working from home, um, I have three different types that I wear on any given day. I have my uh, sleeping sweatpants. I have my workout sweatpants and I have my working sweatpants. Mm. So the the sleeping sweatpants are usually the most comfortable ones. They're the ones you could just kind of knock around all day, any day. It doesn't really matter. They, they're just comfy. You barely even feel like they're there. Then there's the workout sweatpants, which maybe are a little bit more utilitarian. The pockets are a little bit deeper. Maybe they have a zipper. Not quite as comfortable, but they don't need to be. They're supposed to be like, yeah, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be sweating. It doesn't matter. Then there's the working sweatpants. Now, these are the ones that are genuinely pretty comfortable, but they're indiscreet. They don't have any logos on them. They look like they probably could be pants from a distance. Hmm. Um And I wear those when I am on my working hours. And because, again, like I said, I have so many many pairs of sweatpants, I alternate them throughout the day and throughout the week so as to not feel so alone and lonely in my room as I don't leave the house all day. Now, I only have two pairs of sweatpants. I have a pair of uh, these charcoal gray Puma joggers that I got last year. Puma joggers are really nice. They're great. I don't know why I haven't bought joggers before. Uh, and I also have a pair of <laughs> Puma sweats that I got in college uh, nearly 20 years ago. Um, and they're just like part of the, the tracksuit thing. It's the bottom half of a tracksuit sweatpants. So they're okay for things, but the joggers are where it's at. Like, do you, how do you feel about like the cuffs of the sweatpants? Do they have to be a p- specific way? The, the crimped ones, I'm less... Uh, enthusiastic about, but those primarily are going to be the workout sweatpants. So the ones okay. that have the crimped bottom, um, you want it to be a little elastic so that, you know, you you can wear a long, uh, you have to wear long socks with them, which generally are going to be a little bit more comfortable anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, 
you, the 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 thing about sweatpants is they are for you to use however you des, you design that they are going to be. Those are just my personal feelings on sweatpants, but the beauty of sweatpants is they are eternal and they can be used in any situation you need them to be used in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like over the last 10 years or so, uh, my wife works at a boarding school and you can always tell what's awesome by what these rich children from New York and other such European trendy venues, what they're wearing in the down hours when they don't have to be in uniform. And I've I like never the implication s- that <clears throat> that uh, <laughs> rich people are Europeans. It's one <laughs> or the other, I assume. I don't know, that's a terrible assumption. But anyway, these kids are all wearing, like, these sweatpants. Like the the tight from the calves down sweatpants. Oh, no. They're like bastardized joggers, I guess I'll say. Like drop crotch? Kind of, yeah. And I've recently been seeing on Facebook uh, ads for these harem-style Japanese sweatpants. Which are like joggers, but with a super low crotch. It's like the uh, the main character wears the default sweatpants in Pokemon Go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys try those? I'd try uh, them. I wouldn't be really enthusiastic about them. I mean, no. <laughs> like, they seem real trendy. It was, well, yeah, on Project Runway like four or five years ago, but like, I think. Oh, good. They moved. will have finally caught up to Michigan in about one more year. <laughs> but, well, as you know, as they say in the fashion community, as Project Runway goes, so goes the rest of the nation, and therefore the world. And since Project Runway has been canceled, the the Earth is canceled. Oh, look outside! <laughs> uh, Kevin, you were oddly quiet during the sweatpants discourse. I, I mean, because. I'm not really a sweatpants guy. I have them. Please tell me uh, you're not wearing jeans. Uh, most of the time I'm wearing jeans uh, or khakis. Uh, not joking. Uh, and uh, if not that, then shorts. Uh, because I always run kind of hot. Like, I'm in my basement right now. It's 30 degrees outside where I am. Uh, and I'm I'm wearing shorts and a long sleeve shirt. Uh, I... Uh, Grant, I still have breakaway sweatpants wow. from Calvin College that has the Calvin College logo on it. That's very impressive. No, they they stopped fitting me like I'd probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't know. Well, you don't but... have to button the, the several top buttons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's still that instance where you just want to go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, those that's, are great. That's the best feeling. Um, why. Two things. Number one, I kind of am with Kevin. Like, I still wear jeans, and part of me is always going to be the emo kid, the bookworm person that still wears corduroy, so I have a gray pair and a brown pair. I fucking love corduroy. I I, I don't have any corduroy, uh, but, like, there's part of me during this lockdown where it's just like, man, I, I wouldn't mind having some corduroy put on my uh, patch jacket and just going and sitting and reading a book. It feels but, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I just, I don't get it, man. I, I can't wear, if I'm home, I'm not wearing pants of any kind. I'm wearing sweatpants or sweats. It just, I, or, I, I've got workout shorts, too, and I'll wear mm. those because those are comfy when it gets real hot. But, like, it, yeah. I think we can all agree that, that like, mesh slash workout shorts at home is just the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. Now, the second thing I wanted to ask regarding pants 
is would you guys ever, if your sweatpants were getting a little raggedy, would you cut them off and make sweat shorts? In a heartbeat. <laughs> Only if they're getting that raggedy, is a though. Step too far, my friend. That and is it a, depends on how how tight they are. That is because a lateral movement really fitting away all from that well jorts. <laughs> jorts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no. think I could do it. Uh, so, uh, if we ever restart Patreon again, that could be a Patreon goal. Um, <laughs> at the end of quarantine, uh, you want to see the quarter nerds uh, with uh, cut off sweatpants. And when I say cut off, I mean sticking Benjamin Raven in uh, essentially dental floss. Can we know? please call it Jort of Nerds? Oh, my there gosh. it is. There it is. I just everything about that. Like I can feel my whole body like lift up half an inch with <laughs> just glee. <laughs> uh, so moving on from sweatpants, as one often does. Uh, our third topic was something that we it it's more it's not tangible so much as a place in your mind. So again, if you're driving, pull over again. Just <laughs> if you're in the if you're in the center lane of a three lane highway, just pull over. Either way, pick a pick a way. Um, now I'm going to say something, and I want you to conjure an image in your head. Imagine that you are a 72 year old man. You just had a great day at the deli. You got your picky. You're wearing your cords, and you just want to get in your car and cruise. What is that car in your mind? So I'm old enough to putter around. Yes. Uh, so, uh, honestly, golf cart? Like, you know, wouldn't you just, like, want to drive through people's lawns in a golf cart because you're old and senile? 72's not senile. But no. uh, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm taking it a couple of steps back. Yeah, my my I still have the license. Um, man, probably. I I said at the prep to the show, and we were coming up with ideas, and I said the color beige, and like there is this concept of an old beige car from the '80s that is a type of personality that you can't like. They're the most milk toast guy, but they're they're unflappable. Like you know, the dad is putting up with kids shooting spitballs at the back of his head. You know, his boss hates him and stuff like that. But he's got that velour ruching on the inside of his car. Uh, and so I'm going to say like uh, a 1980 Peugeot 305, uh, uh, manual transmission, uh, and. It's it's got it's got some pep, but it is poop brown with that beige interior. Now, when when I think of my old man car, uh, I either go one of two ways. One way, uh, I start thinking about a giant boat with a convertible, and then I realize that I'm slowly turning into a pimp, and I have to pivot away from that because mm. most old men we know aren't pimps. Um, so I go with a late '80s, early '90s Pontiac Bonneville. And I think maybe like an eggshell, maybe a beige. And in the interior, it's not like a plush or a leather. It's this weird, like plasticky type uh, covering. And it's got like holes in it, striated holes or something like that for aeration. Uh, can, can I be the salesman and try to upsell you to the to the 1990 Buick Skylark? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm getting close. <laughs> or if yeah. I'm feeling frisky, I want the LeBaron convertible. Ooh. ooh. Uh, but the problem is that's all manual latches in your arthritic hands, man. Like, who needs it? In this fantasy world, I also live in Boca. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg, what about your old man car? What do you oh. see? I think it depends on what year are we talking? What In what year are you an old man? Because if you're an old man in 2020 and you think that you're real hip, you're probably going to be driving like a Toyota Avalon or a Nissan Altima, a beige one that comes with a free pair of khakis, of pleated khakis. Ooh. And like a, a a golf shirt, you know? Oh like, yeah! Yes, oh, absolutely! Polo. Ooh, yeah. The clubs are still in the back. Oh it's, yeah, it's got to be leave. like a, a a bright white golf polo, mm-hmm. you know, with the with the little with the little guy on the 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 little golf the guy on the the horse with the 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 I don't even know what the hell the the Ralph the, the polo, polo player who's 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 yeah. on the horse. I feel like in all these scenarios, the old man is. 1,000% wearing a golf polo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with no t-shirt underneath. Oh, absolutely. No, no of course. Yeah. No, no t-shirt underneath. It is, and like the top button has been popped. And Tufts that, of white curly hair. Bingo. That is that is it right there. There's even a mustard stain that <laughs> uh, his uh, caregiver, or what, uh, let's, let's say wife. No, he's, 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 not- he's well enough that he can, he can drive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, they don't have shout, at, and they don't scrub the, the stains. So they just let it, they just wash it a few times, and it just sits there. Uh, around my neck of the woods, where, that's not a pun intended because I live in the fucking woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 20 minutes away in town, all the old white rich men are driving Teslas, and I don't know what to do. I and mean, I'm everybody friggin' drives Teslas out here if you have any modicum of money. Every friggin' mm-hmm. tech bro has a Tesla here. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of people that, that work in tech here that are just like, I have money to blow and I can afford to buy a house and I drive a Tesla. There's four it's, on my street. Oh my gosh. I'm, I, I have the, I have the cheap electric car. Oh so, gosh. How do you live with yourself? My neighbor, my neighbor just built like a $200,000 garage, uh, with, cause his, his car elevator in his main garage isn't good enough. And so, yeah, it's insane. Can we, can uh, we, hold on. I need to, to step back a second because you said the word car elevator. Yes, he has a car elevator. The neighbor above me. He has three Porsches. He has a nine, he, he has a, he has a Cayman, uh, a 917 Cayman. Uh, I'm trying very hard not to turn this into a Politicast. Oh, go, absolutely, go ahead. Well, no, eat the rich, number one. Uh, and humans shouldn't have, there shouldn't be car elevators. There, sh- there shouldn't be privately owned car elevators. I mean, but where else are you going to stick it? I mean. Right up his loose asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not loose. I'm sure some uh, plastic surgery has been. His crotchety, liver-stained asshole. He's like 50. Probably still looks like a turkey neck. Probably still has liver stains. He's in better shape than I am. Well, I hope the bear fucking eats him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, 
that that's just kind of man we're new england that's that's how it is in connecticut i somehow uh got a stimulus stimulus check don't know don't know what like me and my wife like looked at it and like we have no idea how we qualified for any money and so we just donated it all to charity (laughs) just there it is (laughs) i used my stimulus check to build a computer i haven't gotten my stimulus check yet but when i get it it will offset the cost of my fourteen hundred dollar computer yeah no i bought gross groceries for my stupid hungry children and you speaking know. of which, like, so did I, when this all started, again, off off track, the first time I went to the grocery store, there was a lady that bought $1,500 of groceries in front of me. You can't eat like, that before it goes bad. The only thing I'm thinking is, like, is she buying it for a nursing home or, you know, like, you know, what is she, you know, buying all of this, like, food for? But it was, like, you know, two full shopping carts and just, like, overflowing with just food. Most of it frozen food. So our next topic is, is Raish al Ghul correct for wanting to kill a third of the population? Sub-question, why is that third of the population rich and white? Mm-hmm. Um, you have I no argument say... for me. That all sounds, sounds 100% accurate, true, and necessary. I, I would say, uh, this like was it, wasn't it Kingsman? Where, uh, as long as you're rich enough, you can, like, buy safety from all of that, right? That was, that was the point, that was the point of Kingsman, right? Like, every, they're gonna, they're gonna kill the majority of humanity, but if you're rich enough, you can buy your way out of it. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna flip that around. You wanna just... Yeah, so that pyramid crumbles from the top down? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, a leveling of society, so... Yeah. The thing is, I figure Rachel Ghoul... He don't he don't give no fucks as to how rich you are. He just wants his daughter to bone Batman, the detective. <laughs> the detective. <laughs> and he wants to give the world back to Mother Earth. Tell me that doesn't sound great. I don't know, man. Mother I mean, this virus uh, came from Mother Earth. Like <laughs> Or maybe it came from IRL Rachel Ghoul. Mm. Oh, oh. Alright, so now we this, the new see this is also implying the existence of Talia Al Ghoul. So so there's a Damian Wayne out there right now. Well, okay, so does this... So then who is who is Bruce Wayne in this scenario here? Elon is Musk. Is that Elon Musk? No. Well, I don't know, maybe so... that's what he wants me to think. Yeah. No, Elon's probably more like... It's like a persona like Booster would have. You know, like somebody that's just like outrageous. And next you're going to say something like Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor because... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that makes wow. way too much goddamn sense. Way too much sense. In this in this nonsense podcast, that made way too much sense. So, who is the great orange one then in DC comic book lore? Uh, Egg Fu. Who? No, because be. Egg Fu is intelligent. Yeah, he's smart. There are no um, like bumbling, successful. Falling upwards <laughs> villains in Marvel yeah, or DC, no. if you think about it. Uh, I, for for Marvel, I'm thinking Mojo because of the reality TV and just like gross and the general lack of spine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just uh, but for DC, like there, I don't think there's a unless what was the Orange Lanterns 
name. Larflees, you leave him alone. <laughs> I love Larflees. Uh, uh, so after that say, uh, transition into nothingness, we're going to come home and just roast your biscuits with some talk about wings. Uh, we just got finished talking about how Kevin couldn't handle uh, the spice generated from these spicy wings because he has been surrounded by, you know, as we mentioned several times, white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's tough when one has been surrounded by white people who don't believe in spice. Mm-hmm. Go to any BW3s. They still call it that? No. Just, just B-dubs. It's they, bad. Those are bad wings. They're just awful. Disgusting. I don't, I don't not think they hot. Qualify. Very not flavorful. The the best wings, like, and this is literally about 15 miles from me. It's J. Timothy's Tavern. Uh, according to Condonast, they're like the second best wings in the United States outside. It, like, And the best one is, of course, in Buffalo. But, uh, like, I didn't realize this until last fall. Uh, and uh, I saw, like, the Condonast, like, ranking of, like, buffalo wings. And I was like, holy crap, this is, like, 15 miles from me. And uh, I, I tell my wife, and she's like, yeah, it's J. Timothy's Tavern. You knew about this? Oh, yeah, I've had work functions there. She betrayed you. And and so the, the story of the wings uh, is they're, they're called Dirt Wings. And it started, like, two guys back in the 80s wanted... They, they were both bartenders. Uh, they hated the pub fair that their bars were doing. And so they went and they bought a really old building uh, from the 1800s. And they decided to turn it into like a gastropub uh, in the 80s. And they weren't having a whole lot of success, but they did have a few regulars. And one of the regulars was just a chain smoker, just smoked a lot. And so he'd order his wings... And he'd then go out and smoke and, like, meet, talk with all the people and stuff. And he'd come back in. His wings were cold. And so he'd tell them to go resauce the wings. You know? And so what they'd literally do is they, they'd, like, okay. And they dropped him back in the fryer. With the, with s- the previous sauce on it? Yes. Hmm. Huh. And so, literally, this is what these wings are. Is you take the sauce. You sauce them. You set them aside. You, you, you don't let them get all the way cold. But you let it caramelize, you, you know, you let that, like, kind of, like, build a little skim on it, and then you refry it. Wow. And then you sauce it again. Refried wings, yeah. Yeah. And it is, it was mind-blowing. Like, I couldn't tell you how amazing these wings are. Uh, but these aren't the wings that we had, that I had this past Friday, where I decided to get ghost pepper sauce uh, on the wings. And Delicious. It's, uh... My asshole sang a different song at about two in the morning when it decided to burn its way through my intestines. I actually have a similar story Um, (laughs) about 10, no, maybe a little bit longer, maybe 12 or 13 years ago. uh, We went to uh, my my friends and I went to a place in Santa Clara called uh, Smoke Eaters. Now, this place is well known for having its very, very hot wings. They have like a sliding scale of heat and it goes from, you know, mild to, you know, really delicious. They have their lemon pepper because every place that has wings has lemon pepper wings. You know, it just kind of increases in heat, increases in heat. And then they have Hellfire, which are very hot. And then above those are the 911 wings, which you have to sign a waiver before mm. you eat. Oh gosh. And if you can eat them all. There's, they give you 12 wings, and if you can eat them all 
within 10 minutes, you get a t-shirt, a plaque, and, a, and your, uh, your picture up on the wall. And they'll call the ambulance for you. Now, I thought I was hot shit back in the day. Which, I thought, just to, to preface, Greg lives in California. Like, mm-hmm. they believe in spice there. We yes. actually have spicy food here. <laughs> Delicious spicy food. Now, I, again, I thought I was hot shit. I could eat, like, a ton of hot food. I loved hot food. I would always get the hottest hot sauce I could. And I would never even consider Taco Bell hot sauce, like the, the fire sauce that they've got, anywhere close to a mild. It's like, Diablo that's, now, That's on the, the scale of heat that we've got here. Mm-hmm. So I signed the waiver, and in the waiver itself, it says, by competing in this challenge, I am, I, the undersigned, uh, do legally call myself an idiot and am putting myself at bodily harm and will not hold smoke eaters liable for what I am about to do to my body. And you have to sign it and date it. Okay? So I sit down. The wings come uh, come before me. Uh, and it... These are... These are... I believe it was ghost pepper. I believe it was ghost peppers. So they sit down... They sit you down and they, they give you this, this tray of wings. Now in this tray, I don't even see the wings. It's just all sauce. But the sauce is like this diarrhea brown. Not Ooh. quite appetizing looking. Now I'm going through and I eat the first wing. And I think to myself... This isn't bad at all, man. It's hot, but it's not that hot. Finish it up, throw it in the bucket. Pick up the next wing, and I eat it, and I go, okay, all right. This is getting a little, this is getting a little spicy. All right. Throw it in the bucket. The third one, I go, all right, I can see how I could be in trouble here. So I start finishing that wing off, and I throw it in the bucket. And I get to the fourth wing, and my mouth goes, this is a terrible idea. You are going to regret this. And I start, I'm like, ah, I really don't feel well. Ah, it's okay. I can go. I can continue. Get to the fifth wing. And that's when my esophagus closed. <gasps> because my body said, danger, Will Robinson. You are going to die. <laughs> so I finished that fifth wing. I throw it in the bucket. And it was as my hand shook. And I picked up the sixth wing. And my vision began blurring. That I realized there really was a problem. So I started eating that sixth wing and could not finish. Because my girlfriend is in the room and because certain things are triggering to her, I'm not going to continue with what happened next. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I love you too. Uh, uh, needless to say, it ended with me in a bathroom uh, and my best friend was washing his hands because my hands were so covered and coated in this stuff that even after having washed my hands, I could not touch my contacts, oh, which gosh. were currently feeling like fireballs in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So my best friend washed his hands and had to pull my contacts out of my <laughs> eyes for me. That's, yeah. I Somebody ran to the store that was right nearby and they bought a jug of milk. I drank the whole the whole damn thing that night and i still felt like garbage i felt mm. awful i felt like i got hit by a truck i remember the following day i woke up and i i still felt horrible and i remember i couldn't really eat a whole lot and i had like a kind of shakiness to me i felt like severely hungover so um then the bathroom happened and <laughs> it felt like Satan erupted from my anus Mm. and it was worse than actually eating the wings. 
And I resolved then and there that I would never compete in a hot wing challenge ever again. And I have learned my lesson. Oh my gosh. Grant, you have, you have to have a story. Come on, buddy. Oh no. You worked at Mongolian barbecue. You had to do some stupid things. Oh no. Because as someone who's worked in the food industry, I know my limits and I've seen stupid people. And I say to myself, not today, Satan. I like my wings spicy enough where it still has, like, I don't like it spicy where you lose the flavor to just the heat. I don't like that. It's not enjoyable to me. So I always make sure my wings are just, like, short of that precipice, and I have a good dip with me. Uh, my chosen dip blue is cheese. blue cheese. Absolutely. Because it Blue it cheese is the only way to go, yeah. It just makes everything better. Do you, do you sometimes mix... And I like doing this, uh, it's like what, it, Red's uh, hot sauce? Uh, like the, the that red jug? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you end up, do you mix some of that in your blue cheese? No. That's what my wife does, she absolutely <laughs> loves it. Are you talking about Frank's Red Hot? Frank, yes. That stuff is real bad. Like, she she mixes that in that and she's like, oh, it's like the perfect dipping sauce for, for her. That's just that's that's just hot sauce and liquid butter. That's what it is. So like a bread and butter pickle, like you know. Except it's not trying to hurt you. <laughs> okay, on a scale of uh, one to ten, how much do you guys want the guys from Hot Ones to create their own hot wing restaurant? Because I want to go to that restaurant. I mean, it'll become like the next Guy Fieri thing. Uh, yeah, sign me up. Ten, absolutely. Uh, Say I what would... you will about Guy Fieri, but that dude is like his restaurants are hella good, and he's actually a really cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude, and all of his recipes. Every time I watch a show about him cooking, I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, I want to eat that. That sounds delicious." <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know we what? All kinda Why not get him. a Hawaiian shirt that's got flames on it and have Oakley's? I want to drive a... backwards on my head. Well, I want to drive a 1960s Mustang. You know, through all of these states, eating garbage food, you know? <laughs> I think secretly, most people want to be Guy Fieri, but they don't want to yeah. admit it. Yeah. Uh, Everybody and... wants frosted tips. Everybody does. Oh, yeah. Um, talking about food people, the my favorite thing to watch, I love watching people eat wings. Because it's something that, it's like when I watch people play hockey, like, I can't do that. I like watching people do that well. Uh, so one of my favorite shows was Man vs. Food. And um, if yeah. you, over the course of the show, you watch Adam Richmond get better and better and better at eating super spicy wings. So I feel like if he were to open a wing restaurant, then I, I would be scared, but I'd want to go there. So sidebar, uh, an episode of that show, he actually went to Smoke Eaters and he competed in that same hot wing challenge no that I kidding. did. And true to how badass he is, he finished it. Jeez. Wow! Yeah, can you imagine? If you that look, port- go to go to YouTube and look oh, up, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Adam Richmond, uh, Man vs. Food, and Smoke Eaters, San Jose, and that's yeah. I had so other, that show. Uh, mm-hmm. Other other food. Uh, you guys watch Brew Dogs back in the day? No. Uh, so a uh, couple of English blokes. Uh, they had you know they they had the world's most alcoholic beer. They brewed beer in the bottom of the the Baltic Sea. You know, they've done all they, they they do a lot of stunt beers. They put the Trinidad Scorpion. You think a ghost pepper is hot. The Trinidad Scorpion is like three million Scoville. This they, is the show that's about the guys that do uh, dogfish head, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, they uh, anyway, they were uh, at Founders there in Grand Rapids here 
had to have been like five years ago, uh, and doing a show, and my brother-in-law and his uh, wife, so it hadn't been more, I think she was a fiancé at the time, so it was, maybe it was like six years ago, uh, were, were there, and they got on the show. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, the, but Brewdogs, uh, absolutely. But yeah, the Trinidad Scorpion, if you ever, like, you, you have to handle it in, like, a mask and everything, and how crazy this Scottish guy is, like, they have it a little tiny bit on the toothpick, uh, uh, you know, and they're gonna stick it in the beer, and he just goes, <gasps> and then the cameras just focus on him, and it's the progression of him slowly dying and falling over, <laughs> like, just like, oh, oh, <laughs> and like, like, starts heaving and stuff like that, the camera pans away. <laughs> it's amazing the body, bodily reaction to, like, extreme heat. Greg, when you were telling your story, I was, I thought you were gonna talk about the hiccup reaction that a lot of people have to super spicy stuff. I did get hiccups, yeah. Oh gosh, that yeah. sounds miserable. The so uh, another sidebar, friend of the cast, uh, Drew Alkama, a couple of years ago, did this thing where he was really, really into spicy food, and he would live stream him and his buddy eating the. Uh, oh God, what the hell was it? The ghost? Chili yeah, it was the ghost. The ghost pepper. Was it the ghost pepper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they would just eat the ghost pepper and watch as their entire facade of being manly would just melt away yeah Yeah. man it would just uh, like face meltingly hot heat it was fantastic if ever there was a time drew if you were listening to this now if ever there was a time for you to bring back the spicy challenge between Mm -hmm. you and your friend bring it back to facebook live now when we're on quarantine and when we want to watch and we'll pimp it on court of nerds or it'd be yeah. a food, food court of nerds special. It'll be a food I, I court think, of nerds special. We'll like he has a new song coming out next month too. So coincide. All right, all right. Mm. Uh, last thing on wings, I want to ask you guys about. I don't have a problem with it, but you guys seem to be wing purists. Uh, the quote unquote boneless wings—they're just nuggets. They're big tender nugget things. Yeah. Are you okay with them? Oh yeah. Yes. I I am okay with them because there yes there are people there are the nuggets ones those aren't the boneless wings and so one of my favorite uh, boneless wings is from uh, a Korean barbecue place uh, and they they're like I don't know they're like strips most they're like that big uh, and those type of boneless wings are just to die for they're fantastic. Mm. But yes, if it's like chicken nuggets from your freezer, no, absolutely not. Those aren't wings. So I will say uh, it may sound a little blasphemous coming from me being a bit of a food snob. Um, There are no better nuggets in this world than fucking McDonald's chicken McNuggets. Oh, God, I love those. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is, what kind of crack they put in those things. But those things are delicious, and there are no other nuggets that have the same flavor and texture as those things. I know they're they're like thirty percent, you know, Sodium. sawdust. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're delicious. I'm with you, man. And I like to vary them up. I'll have like honey, and I'll have sweet and sour, and then I'll have some honey mustard. Well, when That's was right. the last time yep. you guys went to McDonald's? Oh like... God, it's been years. Yeah. Several months. <laughs> like. Especially during quarantine. I, I know, like, drive throughs are still open, but, like... <laughs> Bro, you can it, get Chicken McNuggets. You can get those delivered to your house right now. Mm-hmm. I bet you there is a, a DoorDash person or an Uber Eats person that will deliver you Chicken McNuggets right now. 
Oh, I'm I'm sure. Okay, here's the closest uh, McDonald's that was to me was like five miles away, and it was in a house. Uh, I'm not joking. This is what this is what New England does. They like you can't make it look like a business. It has to look like a house. I don't know why it's stupid. Uh, but that this is this kitschy thing that we do all over the place here. <laughs> uh, and it shut down like at the start of the year. And so now, like, the closest McDonald's is probably, like, I don't know, 20 minutes away. The closest Burger King is, like, 45 minutes away from me. Wendy's is even further. But I literally I, have a friggin' Taco Bell that's, like, ugh. one street over from my house. I've got a KFC a ta- down the street. I've got a, uh, I think I even have, like, a, uh, uh, what the hell is it? A Wiener Schnitzel down the street. And those don't even exist most places anymore. <laughs> oh, do you, well, I mean, you gotta, do you have In-N-Out? Like near oh, you? Oh God, yeah, yeah. There's God, like I'm... five of them. It's it's fantastic. Oh, is this low key a food court style. of nerds special? This is turning into a food court of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Plus sweatpants podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, you know what? Let's put this out there. If you listen to this and you like this sort of nonsense, if you want to throw some topics on it, we'll get to them. Uh, there's not much going on. We got a lot of goofy opinions and we do a lot of segues. So. Uh, if you wouldn't mind throwing us some ideas, we'll take them. And pretty much that's all we have today. Uh, guys, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, eat local, drink local beer, and tip your delivery drivers, mm-hmm. uh, way more than you normally would. And if you have the option to tip the restaurant as well, tip the restaurant. Absolutely. And also, uh, I know we do it here through our, our app, sorry, Dine in CT. Like you can buy meals for uh, hospital workers too, oh, that's awesome. along with whatever purchase. And so it's like literally they'll send a box lunch. So like five bucks, you create a box lunch to send to a hospital worker. If you can do that, do that. Absolutely. And y'all may your sweatpants be comfortable and your pickies be crunchy. That's all for this episode of Court of Nerds. We will catch you next time. This podcast made possible by our good friends at Tardy's Collector's Corner. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure you're checking for all the latest and greatest at Tardy's.